Today begins the first podcast for Coffee Plus Words Equal Ideas. I'm Barista Bill, and I host a cyber coffee shop blog and this podcast. My overarching perspective for this podcast is that words matter, and words exchanged respectfully and collegially over coffee can produce synergistically powerful ideas. However, the fear of exchanging words respectfully and collegially creates synergistic fear and isolation. Therefore, truth is the first casualty of respectful and collegial word interaction. In this cipher coffee shop, we consider controversial and polarizing words over coffee to derive a consensus or worldview influencing ideas. The podcast process is that I kick off these discussions of words using the context of my life experiences, education, and faith served over a great cup of coffee. You can review this discussion context on my website, www.coffeewordsideas.com. That's coffeewordsideas.com. As the Apostle Paul tells us in 1 Thessalonians 5, 12, and 15 about God's expectations for a life of respect, quote, We ask you, brothers, to respect those who labor among you. See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. I hope that you join me in the cup of coffee to consider the words that I tee up for our discussions today so that together we can respectfully and collegially develop our mutual worldview, enhancing ideas. But before we focus on our words today, I want to expand a little on my perspective for doing this podcast and why coffee is necessary in considering words for idea formation. Both from watching the news today and from my work, education, and worship across the U.S. and around the world, I've come to three conclusions regarding human interactions. First, words matter, and they're powerful. Second, words can both bring people together or divide them, resulting in ideas that are either beneficial or destructive. And thirdly, most of my work, education, and faith-based worship have occurred in situations in which a significant number of people strongly disagreed with me. However, I learned that when we sat down over a good cup of coffee, or in some cases, a wee dram, we could have a respectful and beneficial discussion of words and ideas. In most cases, we all learn something new and empowering from each other. And in many cases, powerful new ideas were developed that benefited us all. Therefore, my podcast words discussion thesis is, in today's multi-platform media world, ideas are produced from words that lead often to superficial and commonly accepted assumptions. These assumptions then produce seriously flawed worldviews, which are broadly promulgated in our culture and produce ideas they're just parroted, nonetheless, and not personally developed by us as individuals. This process is groupthink and group speak, 
with little value given to us as individuals who are created in the image of God. I will start each podcast telling you what coffee that I am enjoying, and then I will tee up some words or phrases that I want us to consider. I want you to engage with me either through my website, coffeewordsideas.com, or directly with me at my email, barista-bill at coffeewordsideas.com. That's barista, B-A-R-I-S-T-A, hyphen bill, B-I-L-L, at coffeewordsideas.com. Maybe we can develop some great ideas respectfully and enjoyably together. Today I want to discuss with you the word friend and to consider the question with you, what difference does discussing the word friend really matter? The coffee I'm drinking while podcasting now is Starbucks Flat White. And the words that I want us to consider are friend, hashtag friend, friending, NBF, and BFF. Throughout the election process and even before, I saw all sorts of context and uses of the word friend. Sometimes friends points to someone with whom a close, amicable relationship exists. Like, John is my friend. Sometimes friend indicates a social media relationship, like, I have a friended John on my Facebook, and John is now my friend, whom I will follow as my friend. In other cases, the word friend takes more of a labeling context, like, at John hashtag friend. It is my idea that the word friend has both its depth and importance diluted over time by a secular culture in combination with the rapid advent of social media. Well, what difference does this possible dilution make? The thesis component of my idea is that many of us Americans are missing out on the most important source of interpersonal fulfillment, true friendship, which has been an integral component of our humanity since God's creation. I began the proof of my thesis with some dictionary definitions of the word friend. Well, we can begin with the definition of friend from Google Books' Ingram Viewer, which has as its first definition of friend, quote, a person whom one knows and with whom one has a bond of mutual affection, typically exclusive of sexual or family relations, end quote. Its second definition of friend is, quote, someone to whom a list of contacts is associated with on a social networking website. For example, I am friended by 29 people who I'm who I have not yet friended back, end quote. I've developed my attributes of friendship from a combination of my education, work, and global travel experiences, my military experience, and by my f- faith. My website, coffeewordsideas.com, gives my background that influenced my 
development of these attributes of friendship. My attributes of friendship consider that friendship is backed up by a real commitment for a friend to sacrifice their physical life or business life for a friend. For example, in John 15, 14, Jesus tells us, begin quote, greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friend, end quote. In this statement, Jesus succinctly posited the ultimate attribute of friendship, the commitment of one's life for a friend. Additionally, from my perspective, a friend is loyal to their friend across a wide range of situations and outcomes. And a friend always has the back of their friend. For example, in the military and in the business worlds, a leader can never be confident that subordinates will follow if the subordinate believes that their leader will not support them in problem situations while they're actually following the leader. When I was in the Army's basic combat training, I passed by a sign three times a day while entering the chow hall that depicted a sergeant coming up out of a trench under fire with an M16 rifle in one hand and his other hand signaling, follow me, to troopers in the trench. I will assure you that none of those subordinate troopers followed his sergeant into harm's way if they did not know for sure that the sergeant had their back. By the way, I readily learned that if the designated leader signals follow me from behind rather than from in front, then no one comes out of the trench into gunfire of combat or life. Finally, from my perspective, a friend's friendship is consistent and dependable. Friends support friends only when there is a significant positive mutual alignment where their attributes of friendship. Otherwise, your friends are really just your acquaintances. Again, I raise the question, what difference does this discussion around the word friend really make? Well, life is not a straight line of sight leading from one good outcome to another good outcome. Therefore, we all are wired to need and want to share with and to receive support from others, our friends. Being alone physically or emotionally in both good times and bad times is not something we want or are created for by God. Therefore, if you agree with my thesis that friends need friends, then think about identifying and developing your own my attributes of a true friend. In your my attributes of a true friend can be depressing when you consider the real dearth of true friends that you may really have in comparison to those people that you know who wind up being just your acquaintances. After this presidential election, the news media and social media were full of stories regarding people unfriending their friends because of strong personal differences relating to the result of the election. Obviously, one's group of Facebook acquaintances don't become true friends just by communicating with one another in a Facebook posting, such as, Hey guys, we just stopped for a burger and fries at Five Guys. Really? 
Is this an expression of friendship from a BFF calling a Facebook posting like this an expression of friendship? This makes me LOL. To finally close the analysis section of this podcast, my idea is that the declining use of the word friend in the English vernacular today is indicative of the decline of true friends, presence, and importance in our lives. Additionally, my idea is that the apparent usage and reinvigoration of the word friend in the vernacular since 2006 is derivative of the rapid deployment and acceptance of social media. Are your friends actually just your acquaintances who are derivative of the emerging culture or do they meet your attributes of friends and are therefore true friends? Jesus says in Luke 12, 4, I tell you, my friends, do not fear those who kill the body and after that have nothing more that they can do. And in John 15, 12, Jesus says, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Then you are my friends. End quote. Your perspective of true friends, is it similar to Jesus' perspective of friendship? From the perspective of Jesus, the primary attribute of friend is love, which includes a mutual respect consideration by all parties in a relationship, even in an ad hoc relationship like ours where we're considering words over coffee. If there's a mutual love amongst acquaintances, then their relationship can achieve true friendship. And all the other friendship attributes like having someone's back in a financial setback or the willingness for someone to sacrifice their life for someone else fall into place. To those of you that are active with your friends on social media, please give some thought to those in your set of friends by addressing these questions. Do any of your friends align well with your my attributes of friends? Or more importantly, how does your set of friends align with Jesus' friends' attributes in John fifteen twelve when he said, Begin quote, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you, then you are my friends, end quote. If this podcast any, has any value to you, I hope it implants the idea that friends, like most words, really do matter. Therefore, to answer my blog's initial question, yes, a discussion of the word and ideas inherent in the word and concept of friends is profoundly important for us as individuals and for our institutions and culture, especially at this moment in time. To paraphrase the title from Kristen Solis Anderson's book, which is The Selfie Vote, are we too many of us choosing our friends through a selfie friendship selection? True friendship is a two-way relationship with love, respect, and commitment as the drivers of friendship development. Are you proactive in developing a friendship, or are you just satisfied to rock along in life 
with the superficiality of acquaintances. Superficial friendship works well until the bottom falls out in your life and you are in need of a real friend. To have a real friend, you must first be a friend. Therefore, my summary idea is that most of us have few of any true friends today. And if we do have a true friend, then we should cherish them as a life asset of incalculable value. Please get a good cup of coffee and give me your thoughts through an email to barista-bill at coffeewordsideas.com. That's barista-bill at coffeewordsideas.com. And please visit my website at coffeewordsideas.com. Thanks for joining me today, and please tune in to my podcast next week when we'll discuss some more words over coffee to develop ideas. Barista Bill signing off.